Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Vinkley, Grant Nichols, a little bonus half hour before Vern takes over 1230 today. Not noon. Things are a little bit different because the Rangers, Globe Life Field, have that AC cooking. They got to crank it up. Down in Texas. They got to let them warm up. Telling you, though, if I was paying the bills, it'd be like 80. I'd be like, deal with it. It's better than 90 and 100. Get more people buying beer with that way. Yeah, if you own the team, you'd be in your little box, right? Air conditioning, blasting, whatever. Just sit in your little box. Just like this fan I got in here. I got all the luxury on this side of the glass. I have zero luxuries, Grant. You're sweltering over there. These takes are a little hotter for a purpose, even though I'm not a hot take guy. But regardless, training camp is essentially a month away for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the 28th on Wednesday, 9.15 in the morning, exclusive season ticket membership gets to go to camp. Not open to the public, but Thursday, first practice open to the public, July 29th. Then the 30th and 31st, $5 admission fees, and the rest of them are free. You may pay a little parking when you get up there, but essentially practice 9.15 in the morning, the family fun day, will happen on the 8th of August. So get your uh, minivans filled up with gas, Johnson County. Your big time to shine is August 8th. Remember, you get to stay 20 feet away, no autographs, things a little bit different, but then you got to go online to get your tickets. They are free on some days. There's a couple days they do charge, but it's not very much. But you want to go up and celebrate and watch the Chiefs. You want to watch the offensive line competitions. You want to see how this team can be different than others in the past. The Chiefs have been a well-oiled machine. We can talk about the defense, the changes. Can they get to the quarterback? Can they blitz? But you care about the offense. You care about what Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, the kind of damage they can inflict on people. I will say this. this, With all the changes, I'm actually looking forward to the running game as well with Clyde catching out of the backfield. I think that's going to be a real new wrinkle to this offense. A Noah Gray sprinkled in as the only tight end they've drafted since O'Shaughnessy, since Travis Kelsey has been here with the Chiefs. little 12 personnel, a little two tight ends, one running back look. I think there's different ways this offense can open things up. And a big thing is I think the running game. <clears throat> You're close, and you've got Clyde running behind uh, <clears throat> Orlando Brown and Tooney. Here was James Palmer, NFL Network, when he was talking about the new wrinkles we could see with this Chiefs offense. Well, MJ, talking to people in Kansas City, it's finding a third pass catcher after Travis Kelsey 
and Tyreek Hill. You saw what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to do in that Super Bowl. I think I'm all right. You need to have the horses out there to be able to stop those two guys. But at the same time, who steps up? Sammy Watkins is no longer with the team, and you didn't get Juju Smith-Schuster. What do you do as a third option? They would like McCoy. I get choked up, Graham, when I talk about the offense, okay? Cole Hardman in his third NFL season to step into that. He had 41 catches for 560 yards and four touchdowns a season ago. But talking to some people, it might be a variety of things. Maybe more two tight end sets than they've ever used since Patrick Mahomes became the starter there. They drafted Noah Gray, a tight end with a similar skill set to Travis Kelsey that they could put on the field potentially at the same time and also throwing the football to those guys out of the backfield. Mahomes believes they're really good route runners, specifically Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They can catch the football afterwards and make some plays in space. What Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes did after the Super Bowl was look at the offense and say, we need to make more plays in the short, intermediate passing game, J.J. So where can we go with the football and other aspects when we know teams are taking away the deep shot of Tyreek Hill? I know they've tried a lot of things this offseason, and they're throwing a lot of things against the wall to see what sticks. Well, the bottom line is they've been OTA's a chance to kind of open up the offense, change things. You know, you had Clyde talking about catching with the jugs machine. He could do it. Clyde's a good receiver on the backfield. I think that's the new element for this offense, getting the ball to Clyde. Who even said, they didn't make a big deal of it, even said during his press conference, he's been working at the slot and even at the outside, moving him around. Now, they look great, the backup tight end. I mean, you know. I have a bet with CDOT that he catches at least 15 because I think he'll catch at least 15. If he can catch 15 to 20 meaningful catches, Blake Bell sprinkled in as your blocking tight end. Plus, he can catch a few here and there, like he caught the touchdown pass against the Texans. And he did go to tight end U, by the way. Blake Bell was there with Kelsey in Nashville for tight end university, which is an awesome concept. But regardless, I think they'll change things up. They're, they're experimenting. And I know they're experimenting in OTAs, in the minicamp, as much as they can. But there is new wrinkles because the running game provides something different. And if you're running back behind Mahomes, you got to love it, man. It's like the best position to be in the NFL. If you have a quarterback that is such a weapon, you're not going to see eight-man fronts. You're not going to see it. They're so cognizant of where Mahomes is going to air the ball out. They're trying to deal with Kelsey, trying to deal with Tyreek Hill, it's why the third receiver and or the running back will flourish in this offense. Here's Mahomes about the new wrinkles in the offense. Yeah, we, I mean, we always we always are implementing new stuff, uh, adding new stuff to the offense, uh, trying out different things here and there. Um, and then I think uh, you said, I mean, we have these running backs that can catch the ball so well in the backfield, so why not utilize them? And with Clyde and Jared McKinnon, uh, Daryl, Darwin, all, all these guys, they're really good at running and catching the ball and running routes in space. And so using them, as well as using tight ends and, and using the receivers, obviously, that are so special. So uh, I think you'll see a wide variety of stuff that we come into the season with, and, that, and that's what you want to be with a great offense. And I think they'll change things up. I think Andy Reid and Biennemi, Kafka, working on different wrinkles, they just always have to constantly change. As I said, you're either on the treadmill or the track. If you're on the treadmill, you're going back and forth. You never do anything different. You're on the track. At least you're moving forward. At least you're seeing a different uh, – Seeing something different. It's much different if you're running on the street. But again, treadmill, you're not seeing anything different. Same thing every time. This offense is too good. They have two new wrinkles now. It's an extra tight end. You can run 12, 13 personnel. I actually like the situation at tight end. But you don't want to always box it in so when Blake Bell comes on the field, you're like, okay, they're going to run now. Because Blake Bell being a blocky tight end, they're going to put him in the block. Now you hope Noah Gray can. And they're going to put him in motion a lot like the H-back. And how they're going to use Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be much different. 
And I'm very excited about how they use Clyde. And again, Clyde was a little bit ahead of things. Now, he did have over 800 yards rushing last year. And he was banged up a bit. 17 seasons, he's going to get the 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards running in the NFL is no longer the end-all, be-all. It's like making a bowl game in college football. Everybody does. You just don't do it. But I think those are the wrinkles. I think that is different. Yes, there's going to be competition on the right side of the offensive line, which we spent some time on. McCole Hardman, step up. Because right now, Byron Pringle took that step for Sammy Watkins' absence. Like, Byron Pringle benefited more than anybody. And you can always tell who's in Andy Reid's favorite list. Darrell Williams was on there. It wasn't It wasn't Le'Veon, right? Like He's all bitter and stuff because Darrell Williams, an undrafted guy, took your spot. He got the meaningful carries. That's what happened. I mean, he's the guy that could do it. It's all honesty, but McCole Hardman, one of those guys, even Eric Bieniemy, according to McCole Hardman, who was on NFL Total Access, expects him to step up. This is what the coach expecting McCole Hardman to take these steps. And I'll say, hey, it's going to be a battle between, I think, Pringle and Hardman to be that extra receiver. Demarcus Robinson could be in the case. Again, he's going for a contract yet again. Reminds me of the Taco Charlton on offense. Man, Coach B know, know what he got in me, man. And I think it's uh, <laughs> people just, uh, they, they're they blinded by, you know, our, our offense and, and what we can bring to the table. You know, it, it's hard to come into an offense, you know, with the best tight end, the best receiver in the game and, and expect that, you know, and people expect you to do so many big things. And it's like, man, listen, like I'm just doing my role, you know what I'm saying? But I think with, you know, with Sammy going and, and yeah. that receiver spot opening up some more, uh, it's, it's, you know, I got all the tools and the ability to, to do what I need to do. So I'm definitely going to go in there and be a dog like I am and, and just um, my number call to take advantage. And I'm looking forward. I was looking forward last year too, taking that step up. And Sammy Watkins' position essentially has been open. When Sammy misses all the time that he did, that was a golden opportunity to step forward. I think Byron Pringle took advantage of that situation. It's a guy that can trust in special teams, a guy that they can trust on offense. But that, that's the new wrinkles on offense. And I especially, especially think you're going to see something special out of Clyde. I, again, it's just like Willie Gay on defense. It takes a while. I, again, I was, I was shocked at how good Clyde was in the beginning. Because for rookies last year, it was so different. No preseason games, no OTAs, no rookie minicamp. It's much different to get your feet wet in the National Football League. Now you get that year of experience. Now you can work on the things that you were not as efficient as. And Clyde was a tremendous receiver at LSU out of the backfield with Joe Burrow. Tremendous. Again, he goes from Joe Burrow, high-powered offense, to Patrick Mahomes, high-powered offense in the NFL. Like Clyde, I think, really benefits from this offensive line, really benefits from having Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, really benefits from the greatest tight end in NFL history and Tyreek Hill on your offense. Those are two top three players. Kelsey's number one. I mean, I can't, I can't buy any other argument. He just is. He just keeps getting better and better every single year. Eventually, you'll see that drop-off. At this point, you just haven't. But speaking of drop-off, this is funny. We all saw the trailer for Tom Brady on HBO in the shop talking about, and the big mystery was, who's the team he's talking about that kept that quarterback that Brady wasn't happy? We well, said some other stuff, too. I'll bring you that next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Big Sunday. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson, taking you right to Josh Vernier takes over at 12.30 for the On Deck Show. So do you like that show, The Shop? Mahomes has been on it, and Tom Brady's on it. It's a good show, yeah. I don't, like, sit down and watch it, but I always watch the highlights and, like, compilation videos people put out. Well, it was on Friday night, right? We all heard, you know, the big mystery's been, like, who Tom Brady was talking about through free agency, where he wanted to end up. Like this. There was a story in free agency. One of the teams, they were interested, and all of a sudden, they weren't interested at the very end. I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Tom probably had no desire to go to that team, but now it's like, why don't you want me? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. When I look back, I'm like, I just don't way I would have went to that team. (laughs) But they said they didn't want me, and I know what that means. I know what that feels like, and I'm going to up because of that. <laughs> See, that's that's the way, like, you might not like that, but that's the way winners think. I'm going to cut your heart out. Like, there are guys, like we've seen, you know, the countdown with the homes where Trubisky was picked and all that. Guys do care where they were picked or slot. Look, Randy Moss always took it on the Cowboys because he passed on him on the draft. I mean, it happens. But the question was, like, who's he talking about, right? That was the big question last week. But he did offer a clue. Um, talking about a team that did not make the postseason that did the year before, okay? It could be the Bears or Raiders. That's what they're saying now. Because no team was a playoff team in 2019. It could have been the 49ers. could have been the Rams. They've been crossed off. And also, I had heard an expert saying there was the Chargers. But CBS says you can cross off the Chargers and Colts because they didn't have quarterbacks to stick with. Because, again, he is talking about that. I heard people talk about the Saints because they were a team that was looking for them. But he's not going to call Drew Brees an MFer. Like, he's not going to. He has enough respect for him. You know, you've seen the video on Drew Brees last game and Tom out there talking to him and everything. He's not going to talk about him like that. So, it brings it down to really two. Trubisky with the Bears. And I don't know if he'd been around long enough to call him an MFer because he didn't know. But Derek Carr, you can. Like, Derek Carr, you can call that. Like, he is that guy. Like, Derek Carr, to me, he's talking about Carr. Just on a gut reaction level? That's what they're saying. They think it's him. They think it's Derek Carr. I think it might have been. He certainly fits the mold. (laughs) I mean, maybe the 49ers, but the 49ers and Rams have been in the Super Bowl the last two years. You know, I, I doubt he was talking about Jimmy G. His hometown, you know, he's from Santa Clara, so he's... From right around San Francisco, but I do believe he's talking about Derek Carr. That's just my opinion. It's him or Trubisky, but Carr, well, Trubisky's now a backup in Buffalo. So, but at that point, before Tom went to the Bucks in 2020, but there were there were teams that were skeptical. They were skeptical of his age. They bought into the whole hype that it's Belichick more than Brady. They bought in that argument, which 
Okay, how good is Brady going to be without that system? Then all of a sudden, Gronk comes down and joins. It took him a while. It did. I always talked up the Bucs. I would talk to Trez about the Bucs all the time. But really, the second half of that Chiefs game, they took off offensively. Because remember, Brady could not throw down the field. Like, he was really struggling throwing the ball 20 yards or more. He was struggling with that, and you look at his age. Then all of a sudden, it was like he made a point to go out and throw the ball past 20 yards against the Chiefs in that second half. They didn't even win their division last year. You know, they got rolled by the Chiefs in that first half. That's why I was laughing at Colin Coward when he put out his his quarterback rankings, you know, and he says, well, Mahomes is 0-3 against Brady. No, he's not. Because they beat Tom Brady last year in the regular season. And he beat him with the Patriots in the regular season. So he has beaten Tom Brady before. Now Brady's won the playoff games, if you want to make that argument. But here was the part that Tom Brady said that's new. When he talks, these press conferences that players have, and you may buy into them, you may not. Here's the reason not to buy in to what press conferences are. And again, I think the aging veterans with Super Bowl rings like Tom Brady, they could do this. Other guys might be a little more honest. Think about when coaches talk or players talk. Here's Tom Brady. What I say versus what I think are two totally different things. (laughs) I would say 90% of what I say is probably not what I'm thinking. Which wow. is challenging, you know, and I I really admire people that actually can do that and say what they think because they invite a lot of other things into their life. And I think it's part of me that doesn't like conflict. So in the end, I just always try to play it super flat. Of course. From a strategic standpoint, I never want to give away like what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I usually say the opposite. You know, they got to start off like, that guy's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't even know how they complete balls over there. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to like, there all day. <laughs> Because I don't want to give them any. Of course, any. So, and then when it comes to other things, I think there's part of it that's, you know, so much is giving other people your power, you know? So whenever he talks, you see 90% of what he says isn't what he really thinks. I love that honesty, man. That, I mean, that is pure honesty. Yeah. You just don't get it. Remember, he was really building up, you know, Chiefs, you know, and their abilities. And he even said, even though I cut it out, says they've got a blank corner. Is what he did say. He cussed. That's that guy's unbelievable. I don't even know how to complete balls over there. That's what he says. Like he talks nicely about corners. And then he goes, I'm thinking I'm going at that mother blank all day because I don't want to give them anything. So he said, that corner they got over there is good. But deep down, what he's thinking is, I'm going to destroy that, that MF. That's trash. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. Yeah. Like you wonder about manning all the things that he said. Like, did he really believe him or not? No chance. Because Here's, no chance. Here's the deal. He's kind of got like some coaches. You always think you're playing the best team in the world because that, that's what coaches should say. You know, like Andy Reid's got a little bit of that because you want to give your opponent respect because you just do because you don't want to come in back and bite you. I mean, I had a high school coach that built up, you know, winless teams to be the best ever. Lou Holtz used to do it at Notre Dame. Build up all teams like they're the greatest. You know, I've heard Manning do this. Chief corners in the past where he even knows where they're drafted. He even knows that, that going to that detail. But when he says 90% of what he says is not what he thinks, it makes you want to listen to Tom Brady and think the opposite. <laughs> like, he really does. If he gives you a compliment. Now, I think he does have respect for Mahomes. Like, he did talk up Mahomes. I actually believe that's the 10% he believes in when he talks about it. And he should. He was on the cover of Madden with him. But when he says nice things about Mahomes, I believe he's telling the series. I think that's the 10%. Grant, I think that's the 10% of being honest. 
I think you have to do like some basic logic here. It's like he's not going to say bad things probably about Mahomes, who's an MVP, Rodgers, Breeze, all those guys. But when he's talking about a run-of-the-mill, you know, safety or linebacker or something, I mean, pretty easy to read between the lines there. I mean, he, he's at the point in his career he can do whatever the hell he wants. I can't block, tackle, run, catch. <laughs> sure, you know, sure as hell can't run. <laughs> but I can throw the out of the ball, you know? So let me just do that, and let me yeah. do that really well, you know? And I think if I could do that, then the team certainly could use me for that. See, I love it. I love the fact he went from trash to Super Bowl champion because that's what people are calling him when he forgot that play in Chicago. And now he can just sit back and literally say whatever the hell he wants to say. Tom Brady has got that point. He's got the rings. And to my opinion, and I had this argument uh, with Gold, with Alex Gold before the season started, that I always thought the whole Brady-Bilichek, we'd, we'd finally get an answer. The old barstool debate. Chicken or the egg? Is it Brady or Bilichek? Who's more responsible for it? And I was always in the part where kind of both of them need each other. Like the quarterback needs that coach, that combination. But he did go out and win a Super Bowl as, as Bilichek won seven games. Although Bilichek had a lot of injuries, the fact he won seven games with that team he had, that was impressive in and of itself. And then you could tell he was pissed by how much money he went out and spent out in free agency. But I got a kick out of Tom Brady saying 90% of what he says is bull crap. Because I always wondered, if you're going to give that much credit to your opponent, do you really believe it? And he basically opened the door up saying, no, we compliment the opponent just to, just to give him something, not bulletin board material. So now when I hear Tom Brady speak, I'm going to wonder what he really means. Because it's probably the opposite. If 90% of what he says is you take an X-lax and you disappear, right? Does he really believe in Mahomes? I, I would hope that's the 10% he believes in because he did compliment him. Interesting stuff. So Tom Brady, he just said it right there. 90% of what he says is not what he thinks. Let's go to Neil and Lone Jack. What's up, Neil? Morning, Jay. How's it going, brother? Good. How are you? Good, man. Watching some soccer. Watching some Netherlands, Czech Republic. It's been a great game so far. You been watching any of this Euro stuff? Uh, it's on, but I've been doing a show. It's a little, it's a little tough, tough man. I, mean, well, I, love, I love watching the best. Oh, it's been it's been good, man. These fans are incredible. I mean, the atmosphere is unbelievable. It is. It's amazing. Tom Brady, I really wonder what he thinks of uh, Tyron Matthew. I mean, I think he does respect Patrick. How could he not? Oh, he, he went I mean, on and really on about Tyron wonder. Matthew. He went on and on about what a great player was, and he gets into it on the field with him. Yeah, and then Tyron says after the Super Bowl, I won't say what he told me on the field. <laughs> so I wonder if really the truth came out on the field, and Tyron said, I, I ain't going to repeat it. I do believe – I do believe – that players sometimes say exactly the way they feel. He even said, I give credit to the ones that say exactly what they feel. You're just not going to get it from him. He learned it from Belichick. I mean, he learned to take the high road from Belichick. He just did. It makes me wonder because, I mean, you just have to remember certain guys that played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Did they believe, like Marcus Cooper, example, like, like, Tom, like Peyton Manning knew exactly when he was drafted, knew he was almost Mr. Relevant, Manning knew that and said nice things, but is Manning, was he just talking crap like Brady? Yeah, he went after Marcus Cooper, that MFR. <laughs> he did. He went right at him. He that's, did. that's Brady, man. He'll go yeah. right at you. And and he went after Tyron in the Super Bowl and got in his head. And that was. Well, he uh, said things, deal. but then didn't parlay that on the field. And it's like, what, what problems he got with, with, with the honey badger? But 
again, Tom Brady gives two blanks about everything right now. He he won his Super Bowl. He got all liquored up on the boat because he's excited. He's he, he's he's excited because what he's doing is honestly more impressive than Phil Mickelson winning a major at 50 years old. He won a Super Bowl 43. To me, that's more impressive. I, I enjoyed watching him get drunk. I thought that was funny. I enjoyed that. I thought it was great. Well, there's a score now in your uh, soccer game. Hey, look at that. Yeah, there it is. Czech Republic, man. I can't believe it. They've played great. I'm shocked. I thought Netherlands was going to kick their butt. Neil and Lone Jack talking soccer. I never thought I'd hear Neil and Lone Jack talking soccer with me. You've always been the hot take Chiefs guy. I like the best in the world. If it's the best in the world, I'll watch it. And I know you're going to St. Joe. Are you going to St. Joe day one? Absolutely, brother. I'll be there. You know that. And when do you get your tickets? July, what, 7th or 10th? Is it 7th or 10th? I don't have a ticket yet. I'll I'll take care of it. Well, you got to get tickets online, bro. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. All right, Neil. You take care. I'm shocked. Neil's a soccer fan like you, Grant. You're usually talking football with me, but he missed the check scoring. I didn't miss it. There's hardly any goal. I hear your fan again. There's hardly any goal. <laughs> it's a goal. I've got droplets. It's hot, bro. I'm in game shape. It's hot. No, but I I, I, I wonder because when, when when Greg Williams had the, you know, the pay for, you know, the uh, bounty gate, and people are all, oh my God, you can't have bounty. They all do it. High schools do it. They all do it. But the, but he had a you know a pretty uh, exact system. But people were so shocked, and it was like, okay, now the door's been opened. People are going to see what really happens. I think Tom Brady might open a few doors here when he said that ninety percent of what he's saying. Because you always wonder when coaches or players compliment other people so much, do they really believe it? Well, and everything he says all season long, people are going to be playing that clip back. Absolutely. Like, does he actually think this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sitting here wondering, like, Tom Brady uh, complimented me. I'm like, did he, did he think I'm good or does Tom think I suck? He thinks you're either really good or he thinks you're terrible. Like, if I'm, the, if I'm a Chiefs defensive back, I'm going, wait a minute, he was saying nice things about us before we played. Now, 90% of what he says is, is not true. And I start wondering about it. But anyway, that came out. Uh, with uh, Tom Brady that's uh, out to cut your throat out, which, I, you know what, I like this attitude. You know what, I hope Mahomes, if he's 43 years old, still playing in the National Football League, which I hope he can, which, to be honest with you, the way he keeps himself, I would expect it. But is he going to say these things? We don't care if he does. Patrick freaking Mahomes, man. One month till training camp. I can't wait. Huge thanks to Ron Kopp, ArrowheadPride.com, talking about things to expect in training camp, my man Josh Vernier joining us as we uh, talked about the usage for Danny Duffy, what to do with Brad Keller, how expensive it would be to go uh, cool Globe Life Stadium, which would be incredibly expensive. And you know what can be more expensive if you turn it up and have to cool it down? They might just keep that bad boy at a nice cool 72 all the time. That's why they're happy to get fan attendance. they got to pay the bills. Got to pay him. Anyway, thanks to Grant Nicholson producing the operations he does every Sunday. Dirty Werewolf in the house. He's with Josh Vernier. Hope you got a fan, Dust Man. Josh Vernier, Burns on Deck Show. Comes your way. Introducing Retro. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.